0: welcome to the interview show this is scott wood your host right now i'm standing in an alley behind venue nightclub in vancouver and i am with one of the members of anti-flag so i would love it member of anti-flag if you could introduce yourself please
1: <laughs> yes my name is Pat Thetic. i play drums in the aforementioned anti-flag how has your night been yeah we got vegan donuts today and so life is good yeah, <laughs> that's 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 enough. That makes me happy.
0: A vegan food and uh, and tofu. So, Anti-Flag are a very political band. I thought I'd start the interview by asking you to just go off on the latest thing that's upsetting you about the world. Just go
1: uh i'm embarrassed as a human being and as an american for the um the reality show that is the uh, american presidential election trump is crazy and hopefully he will not be our um, president i think he has the ability to beat hillary clinton if that happens because he will say the most ridiculous things to her and she will have will not have a response, so it'll be it, it's gonna be horrifying and interesting to watch.
0: That was so controlled and articulate.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I try my best to be controlled and articulate.
0: So why don't we start things off with a song? I'm gonna play Brandenburg Gate, off your latest record, American Spring. Could you tell me one sentence to introduce this track?
1: This song is a uh, song about socialism and Germany because there's uh, the Brandenburg Gate was a structure that was trapped between the wall and between East Germany and West Germany and you could see it from both sides so that's what this song is trying to get at.
0: welcome back to the interview show this is scott wood your host you just heard "Brandenburg gate off the record american spring by a band called anti-flag i am talking with one of the members of anti-flag in an alley in vancouver i would love it if you could tell me a little bit more about this track
1: this song is uh yeah it's a song about uh being trapped in the middle of two things that you want and um In my mind, it's about socialism and how in the uh, early part of uh, the last century, the Russians had communism and the U.S. had capitalism, and um, this song is a love song for socialism.
0: So, Anti-Flag, you guys are touring American Spring, your 10th record. Congratulations.
1: Thank you very much. We're old, that's what that means. It's not what I'm saying at all. Uh
0: (laughs) Longevity, that's what we've got. It's not old. It's, we're, we have a lot of a lot of miles under our belt. And a lot more to give. What I'm saying is that any type of band that makes it 10 records into their career, it's almost a miracle. It is a miracle these days. Yeah, we're all good friends
1: and love to play music and, and meet activists and political uh, thinkers.
0: So, Pat, I was reading an interview with Chris from the band, and he said that when you guys started making American Spring, this record, you guys had to have the conversation, why should this record exist?
1: Absolutely. When you've been in a band as long as we have, uh, people aren't necessarily looking for new music. For us, we feel as though we have things to say and we want to get that out there and you don't necessarily have to listen, but I'm
0: going to tell you what I think. So how long did that conversation last?
1: Uh, it lasted a, a, a good bit because, uh, yeah, we always are wondering, what's, what's the point? Do we have something that we really want to say? Is it important to say? And we, uh, we talked about it. We decided that it was important to say, and we did have things that we wanted to
0: talk about. In the background, you are hearing another band start their set. Who is that band? That band is Lee Harvey Oswald. Tell us one beautiful thing about that band. Uh, they are named after a uh,
1: an assassin of a president.
0: So that's a beautiful thing? <laughs> sure. One man can take down a whole uh, a whole presidency. I may just scooch over there and ask them to close that door. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: You guys have a good night? Yeah. I met you earlier on the crosswalk. Yeah. yeah. We're doing an interview. You guys can. Uh, interview. Yeah, you, you, can, you can be part of it if you want. <laughs> if
0: you could ask him a question, what would it be? His
1: question is Do I want to smoke that weed with him? That's what that question should be. <laughs> and the answer is no, because I'm straight edge. I've uh, been straight edge since birth. I have a question. Though. Okay. Who is your favorite band that you have played with or toured with? Um, I love the band Strike Anywhere, it's one of my favorite oh. bands of all time. Um, also played with the Bouncing Souls a bunch of times Another great band that I love yeah, yeah. Um, We've also done uh, uh, shows with Rage Against the Machine And uh, those guys were
0: alright too Mr. Morello is a good man So first of all, fan of Anti-Flag, you should probably introduce yourself Name's name is Lobdong, baby Alright, I have These to try What's happening in the
1: back alley at, a, at an Anti-Flag show You never know what you're going to get here
0: so true, so true. All right, I'm going to try to okay, take sorry, back control.
1: Have a, have a we'll see you inside, all right? We'll you. Yeah, yeah. Ciao. Enjoy on, the show, I'm guys. On
0: the You're on the road right now promoting the record at American Spring. I was going to ask a bigger scope question. I was going to ask you, over your career, how has punk music changed? Uh, punk music has changed a lot over the career, um, but it's also
1: changed very little. The sounds, the way people create music, the way people get music has changed a lot, but the anger and the frustration of young kids and their desire to pick up music to or pick up instruments to express that through music has not changed but there's always a rebel music and there's always a music of the underclass and uh, and that's what we play and it's it's all the sound is always changing but the ideas
0: are there i think it's time to play another track i'm gonna give you a choice you can play sky is falling or fabled world both of those tracks are off your record, American Spring.
2: Let's do
1: Sky is Falling.
2: I see my future straight in front of me. A superstructure blown to smell the rays. It's getting hard to hold to hope these days. Blessed lives lay in the debris. Blessed hearts where they once were dreams. Right now it's, it's dark, dark, and this is just the
0: Scott Wood, your host. You just heard... The Sky is Falling by Anti-Flag. Yes, and you are in that band.
1: I am. I played the, the drums on that song. I played it, the drums with a little help from a computer, but I did play the drums sort of.
0: Nice. So why did you choose that song for us to hear?
1: Um, Sky is Falling is about uh, drones and how the US uses drones as a terror weapon across the world. Um, in in other parts of the world, they put bombs on people's bodies and put them into uh, situations and have them blow themselves up. In the U.S., we have a lot of money, so we fly drones over people's heads and shoot missiles at them. They're still arbitrary weapons that, um, that kill indiscriminately, and, uh, yeah, they're all terror weapons, and I
0: denounce them all. In punk interviews, you guys talk a lot about community and... I wanted to know, do you guys mentor other younger bands?
1: Yeah, we actually have a record company that we um, put out young bands and not necessarily young bands, just people that we, uh, that we like and think are saying interesting and creative things. best way to uh, teach somebody how to be
0: a band is to work with them on putting a record out. So I have a friend who is in the corporate world and her mentor, they have this relationship. The relationship is they go out for coffee she helps her mentor how to use her iphone (laughs) and then the mentor in turn gives her career advice so how does it work in the punk world
3: well
1: um we talk to a young band about the songs that they have we listen to those songs try and find a way to make those songs um better and more concise and a way for them to express their ideas in a uh in the best way possible then we either give them money to record or we um, record them in our own studio in Pittsburgh. And then we release that record and teach the band how to go on tour, how to get a van, how to interact with their other bandmates because there's a lot of things that go into being a band on tour and releasing records that are not have nothing to do with instruments. Most of them have to do with vans and gas money.
0: When you were starting out, did you have a mentor?
1: I've had many mentors, yeah, and um, other the other bands around us were helped us t- and taught us how to tour. They taught us how to call up a record-pressing plant, how to get records made, gave us phone numbers, yeah. So anybody who is
0: functioning in the world today has mentors who have helped them i want to play an older track now i was going to play die for the government but if you want to veto that and play a different older track um let's play a song called anatomy of your enemy and that's
1: an old track as well and you'll have to dig that one out all right
3: i'll get to the crates (laughs) i'm making it hard on you ten easy steps to create an enemy and start a war listen closely because we all see this weapon used in our lives it can be used on a society of the most ignorant and the most highly educated. We need to see these tactics as a weapon against humanity. the enemy as non-human evil, a killing machine. This is how to create an enemy!
2: This is how to start a war! This is how to create an enemy!
3: Sixth step, eliminate opposition to the ruling party. Create an us-versus-them mentality. Leave no room for opinions in between. One that does not support all actions of the ruling party should be considered a traitor. Seventh step, use nationalistic and or religious symbols and rhetoric to define all actions. This can be achieved with slogans such as freedom-loving people versus those who hate freedom. This can also be achieved with the use of flags. Eighth step, align all actions with the dominant deity. It is very effective to use terms like, it is God's will or God bless our nation. Ninth step, design propaganda to show that your soldiers have feelings, hopes, families and loved ones. Make it clear that your soldiers are doing a duty. They do not want or like to kill. Tenth step, create an atmosphere of fear and instability. Then offer the ruling party as the only solution to comfort the public's fears. Remembering the fear of the unknown is always the strongest fear. This is how to stop a war.
2: This is how to create an enemy.
3: We are not countries. We are not nations. We are not religions. We are not... We are not weapons, we are not We are not killers We will not be tools
2: Motherfucker, I will not die I will not kill I will not be your slave I will not Fight your battles
0: I will not die on your battlefields! I will not Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Anatomy of Your Enemy, which
1: is one of the only songs um, that Anti-Flag has done that uh, I sing on. Clearly, because you just heard it, you realize it wasn't really singing. Um, but it is a very important song for me because it does talk about construction of enemies. And if you uh, if you listen to that song and then you look at the at the world around you, you will see
0: that those... Those uh, ideas are rampant in your everyday life, Pat from Anti Flag. I bet fans come up to you all the time, like earlier in this interview, and they tell you about how Anti Flag songs have affected their life. Yes,
1: and uh, but I don't think it's just Anti Flag songs. It's the community of people that uh, that we are part of that play music and talk about activism and politics. I had a kid who came up to me and uh, said that he has been a lawyer for the last eight years and the reason why he got into law and is doing, uh, doing community work it was because of anti-flag and in the punk rock community and, uh, and that, that makes me happy. One of the, the ones that made me the most happy was a uh, young gentleman, this was a number of years ago, who um, declared his status as conscientious objector and got out of the military because he, after listening to anti-flag records and and other bands of our nature, decided that uh, being in the military was against his his beliefs now, and he got out of the military um, by declaring himself
0: a conscientious objector. If you could approach any musician or any person, alive or dead, and tell them, thank them for the profound effect their work has had in your life, who would you like to give that thanks to? I got a lot of cliches,
1: but I will try and think of someone that is not cliche. Oh, uh, I will say uh, John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. He showed me that I can't play drums very well. Why do you have to thank him for that? Because the realization that I will never be that good but I can keep trying is, uh, is very important.
0: All right, can't argue with that. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's the answer you get. You ask the question, that's the answer you get. All right, I want to play a track off the General Strike record because I want to talk about the Occupy movement in a moment. So I was going to choose Neoliberal Anthem, but if you want to veto that, please do. No, that sounds like a good one. Go with that one.
2: Destruction, do it again! Destruction, do it again! Destruction, do it-
0: The interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard neoliberal anthem off the record, The General Strike by Anti Flag. I have Pat. From the banjo with me, I would love it if you could tell me a bit about the song. I'm
1: trying to think of which song that is. Can you sing it for me? It's the first one. It's the
0: first one. I've got ten records. I can't remember every one. <laughs> the reason why I chose the song yeah, is tell, because you tell
1: me why you chose it. That's a good thing.
0: I chose the song because I wanted to talk about the Occupy movement because you guys were connected to that movement. Absolutely. We uh, and uh, let me
1: preface this by saying we had no. Um, real connection to the movement, other than to support the people who were in it. There are and were great people who were part of that movement and were trying to create a different way of communicating about the issues that were happening in the US. I was
0: super, super sad when that movement kind of fizzled out and disappeared. What's some good advice on how to get over that?
1: Well, the good advice on how to get over that is to take that spirit and create your own Occupy uh, movement because none of these um, movements ever die they just uh, get transformed and it's up to each of us to be able to pick up that banner in our own hometown and create movements and actions underneath that banner because nobody has a copyright on the occupy idea it's it's out there for everybody to say I don't like the way things are going I'm gonna organize with my friends and the people who I know and talk about these issues and what you find out is there's a lot more people who are concerned about these issues than you th-
0: think when you sit at home in your bedroom. Joe Keithley from the band DOA lives in Vancouver and he recently after retiring semi-retiring from music he got involved in the political party here the left-wing political party mm-hmm. and so I thought I'd ask you why do you think that more punk rockers who've retired from music don't get involved in politics?
1: I can't speak for anybody else, but I think it's a great idea. Um, I'll tell you a little story. We were in in Pittsburgh. Bernie Sanders, the uh, Democratic presidential candidate, um, was in Pittsburgh, and they asked us to um, play music before he spoke. And we were honored to be asked. However, as we got into the vetting process, they decided that we were too volatile of a... um, a band to be that close to a presidential political candidate. Um, more volatile than Killer Mike? Well, that's what we said. <laughs> so I guess our message is is, is more, um, more threatening to the uh, American political establishment than Killer Mike is, which I, I'm not criticizing that in any way. I'm just saying that that could be a reason why a lot of old punk rockers, do not fit in with mainstream politics, even if it is the left version, because we are outside of that, even that left, leftist view um, of politics. The other thing about politics is that skeletons in your closet come out, and all of us have skeletons in our closet that uh, the mainstream doesn't want to, or we don't want the mainstream to see, and the mainstream doesn't want to see.
0: So that, that could be another reason that uh, musicians tend to not get into active politics in that way. A true shame. Pat, thank you very much for spending some time with me tonight. It's the end of the show. The last song I'm going to play is This Is The End For You, My Friend. Can you tell me a little bit about this song before I play it?
1: I can tell you a little bit about this song. We were just at um, an in-store, so the guys were playing acoustically. I was watching. When you see the song and the end of that song says, on and on, we sing our songs, on and on, the wars wage on, on and on, we sing our songs and, and ask for more. And uh, for me, that's an important lyric because that is what we are always doing. We are singing our songs while the wars are waging to try and, A, make people aware that the wars are waging, and, B, try and make people aware that they should do something
0: to stop them. Thank you very much for being on my show. Brilliant. It was my pleasure. Thank you.
2: Seems every station on the TV.